career sucks. Sex just isn't the same. What's my purpose? Where did this fat come from? Divorce is killing me. I'll never be happy. My debt is piling up. Kids are gone. Now what? I'll never find love. Why can't I be like the other guys? Hey guys, gay, straight, and everything in between. It's time to get a grip. Stop whining, make a bold move, and do something amazing with your 40 plus life. Let's get to the show with your Tell It Like It Is host, Rick Clemens, who does his best to never act like a dick, unless you act like one first. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of 40 Plus Real Men Real Talk. I'm your host, Rick Clemens, and today I'm bringing a friend of mine who's been on my other podcast, Salvador Tori Sapienza. He is an amazing guy, and um, I'm not going to give you a whole lot of insight to where we are going with this conversation today, other than to... I guess the best way to position this is to just really relish what comes forward for you kind of in that midlife space. And um, he's an amazing man who's got a very beautiful spiritual side to him. And um, he's done amazing work as a author, um, really truly shining lights on things in the LGBTQ community, but also serving his own community, leading a church as a pastor and making ways for people to really step into their lives and live their life in a beautiful manner. So welcome to the podcast, Sal. Glad to have you here, man. Hey, Rick. So nice to be talking with you again. Yeah. So um, here we are, you and I, midlife. I'm a little bit ahead of the schedule here than you, but uh, <laughs> it's interesting how I think I actually think you and I... I was in my mid forties, I think when you and I first connected or yeah, about that time. And, uh, mm -hmm. we, we kind of gotten to know each other over the years because of the stuff you do in the LGBTQ community. But now here we are. And what do we do in this midlife space, man, to just really like, okay, I'm here, but wow, some stuff's coming. I'm not sure I know where I'm going. Um, I'm not sure what to expect. And then suddenly things start to happen. So what's the, Kind of what's the thing you've found that's been most interesting as you've stepped into midlife and go, okay, well, I guess this is my direction. What have you found to keep you in that frame of mind? Oh, it's such a wonderful question. I, uh, just in my own spiritual growth, I've read so many books that talk mm -hmm. about the second half of life. And these are books that are in all spiritual traditions, Christian mm -hmm. books, uh, books, books, uh, uh, about the Vedanta, about Hinduism, um, they all speak of this whole idea of the second half of life. Um, and so many incredible things happened to me after 40. Um, I had, you know, my book published, the book became a movie. I became the pastor of a church, which was totally unexpected. And, uh, and then it all just, you know, unfolded during the second half of life. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think it's something for us really to be excited about. Um, I know sometimes we, we as we get older, uh, sometimes think, oh, our better years are behind us, but actually mm -hmm. they're, they're in front of us. And that's really what the, the, the phrase, the second half of life means, mm -hmm. is that in the first half of life, you know, we've worked so hard to establish ourselves to find our uh, uh, significance and identity and so on. Um, Carl Jung, uh, the Swiss, Swiss psychologist, said that there are two major tasks uh, in life. He said the first half of your life 
You've got to find your identity and your significance and you create your ego boundaries and your ego structure. He -hmm. called this creating the container. Um, Mm -hmm. But he said, that's just to get you started. Then in the second half of life, once you've done all that, once you've created the container, the ego structure, then you get the courage to say, okay, what is all this for? What am Mm -hmm. I supposed to do with this? Is it, am I just to protect this, to promote it, to defend it, or is there some deeper purpose? And that search for meaning, that deeper purpose, or purpose for being, that that's the task of the second half of life. Mm-hmm. And so for so many of us guys, we spend the first half of our life, you know, we're, we're going to school so we can get, you know, a really good job and you know, establish ourselves and our careers. Right. Uh, we get married and have families. I mean, that's the first half of life is creating mm-hmm. that container. But now in the second half of life, we go, okay, well, what's the purpose of, of, mm-hmm. of my life? I've done all that. Now what? Mm-hmm. And when I finally, Rick, got to that, now what? All of this amazing stuff started to happen. When I stopped trying so hard to make things happen, and just allow them to happen, um, I started to experience my best life ever. Mm, yeah. I'm sitting here nodding my head and saying, amen, <laughs> amen, <laughs> amen, because um, it's exactly what I've experienced. And I think a lot of us guys, I think we do ourselves some injustice when we hit this midlife because we're still just, okay, let's make the money. Let's do this. Let's acquire this. Let's and nothing wrong with any of that. I'm not saying that, but I sure. think if we, it's almost like if we allow that, that kind of immature teenage mind to keep driving us in these years, we will get to the place where we're like, well, I don't know what this is all for. And we'll be 50. We'll be 60. Instead of realizing when we hit this stride, Here's where we can put our stakes in the ground and go, okay, now I'm ready for purpose. I'm ready for intention. I'm ready for doing that thing I was called to do. And I know for me, if somebody had told me in 1999 when I was coming out of the closet at 36 years old that all of this would lead me to having a conversation with somebody like you on a podcast about (laughs) what do 40 plus men do, I would have said, you guys are all completely screwed and go away because that's not who I was going to be. I was the <laughs> VP of something I was going to be doing. And I, I literally just feel blessed every day to let myself be vulnerable and open to what's coming. Now, guys, <laughs> I'm going to be honest. It doesn't work that way every day. There are days I'm just like, okay, fuck, can we just <laughs> get something happening right here? But um, <laughs> I think it is interesting when you allow that to happen and you go, okay. And as you said, when you got to that point of now what's next and you just allow things to happen, I know for me, I feel much more relaxed. I feel much more at peace. I actually feel much more driven because I'm doing that. And I think that's what you're getting at too. Exactly right. You know, uh, spiritual teachers speak of it as surrender, which I know a lot of people don't like that word because they think it means that you're giving up and you're, you know, waving the white flag. But really surrender really means being vulnerable and just allowing things to happen. Uh, I I am a pastor. I know maybe some of your listeners uh, have a a, a different uh, concept of God, but 
but someone once shared this story with me that uh, I, I have found so helpful in the second half of life. He said to me, in the first half of life, we're on a tandem bike with God. Um, if God is a word that doesn't work for you, think of spirit or higher I, consciousness. I, 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 but mm-hmm. you're, yeah, you're, you're on a tandem bike, a bicycle built for two. And in the first half of life, you're in the front seat. Uh, and and God is behind you in the back seat, uh, and so God is kind of helping you pedal, but you're the one in the front. You're directing mm-hmm. where the bike is going. You've got the handlebars, but then when you get to the second half of life, you switch seats, and you are. It's not that you're not doing anything. You're still pedaling. You're still yeah. t- taking some action, but you're a, kind of allowing yourself to be led. Um, and I just, I love that whole image because that's really what happened to me. And once I was able to kind of just let go, uh, and just kind of surrender and just kind of see where life takes me, uh, then, then all these beautiful things Mm -hmm. started to happen. You know, and I, I have been witness to this because when you and I first connected, it was right after, well, you'd already written one book, but I think it was right after the second book came out. And then not long ago, then it became a movie. But then in between all that, you also became a pastor. And it was just this interesting journey to watch because I I witnessed what it's like to see somebody go, okay, well, here's where we are. And this is what we're doing. Here's where we are. And here's what we're doing. And even as you and I shot some emails back and forth last year about your movie and potentially getting here at this little film festival, it was very much like, Hey, my hands are kind of off on this. It's I'm not, you know, it's just my book. And I thought this is amazing to watch somebody just kind of be with this because so many people could get caught up in that and go, Oh my God, Oh my God, Oh my God, look, 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 you know, instead of going, wow, look what's happening here. Look what I got to create that has had taken a different path or that has given me something that I never saw coming. Exactly right. When we open ourselves up to that, you know, I remember writing that first book. Mm-hmm. I, I tried so hard to like make things happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, you know, I had to promote it and get it out into the world and make sure that everybody heard about it. Mm-hmm. But with the second book, I was able to, you know, get to that place of going, you know what? Spirit created this through me. And, and I can now, now that it's been birthed, I can let spirit take this book to whoever is supposed to mm-hmm. find it. I mm-hmm. didn't have to work so hard to make it happen. I just allowed it to happen. Mm-hmm. And then to see it, someone find it and someone say, hey, I want to make a movie out of this. And, you know, all of this stuff that I did, you know, I didn't make that happen. That just right. happened when I just kind of let go. And uh, it was the same thing to me with becoming pastor of a church. I wasn't trying to become pastor of a church. Really what my intention each day was, was for me to be able to use my gifts to be a a beneficial presence on the planet, to kind Mm -hmm. of, you know, use my gifts to, to, to serve the world. And I was just open to whatever those possibilities would be. And uh, it was uh, a friend said to me, hey, our pastor uh, retired and we are looking for a pastor and we can't find one. And might you consider? And I just kind of laughed it off because I certainly did not see myself uh, at at the age of 50 Mm -hmm. becoming the pastor of a church. Uh, And 
but you know, again, it, it just unfolded beautifully. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when I started at the church, we were 30 people on Sunday and we grew and grew and grew. And now we, we have over 200 people. Wow. And again, it, it wasn't about, tr- we, we didn't have a game plan. It wasn't, we weren't, you know, just saying, hey, how can we promote this church? How can mm-hmm. we get people to come? We, we just allowed it to unfold. Mm-hmm. And I guess that's what I want to get at in, here today is to really, you know, all the guys who are listening, who are at the second half of life to say, hey, you know, you don't have to work so hard to make it happen. Mm-hmm. You know, you did that in the first half of your life. Right. Now in this half of your life, just be open to possibilities. You know, just be in that part where you just allow yourself to to be led to, uh, you know, your greatest good. Mm-hmm. And I, just listening to you just now, I was thinking how poignant that is because I'm going to be 56, you know, in a couple of months and I'm to this space where some things are unfolding and my first book came out and it actually, when it came out, it was in a moment of, okay, it's either I get this book out now before I start like reshifting a little bit of my brand, you know, stepping somewhat away from just being the coming out coach guy still having my support and putting my work into the LGBTQ community, but I also knew I wanted to do something bigger. So as I did that, I was very conscious about, okay, let's get this particular book out because it has a purpose. It has a a need. And I didn't push it really hard. It's just like, here it is. Great. Yes, I did some normal marketing, but it wasn't it. And for the last three years since I've been trying to figure out, okay, what's next. So here we are guys, the what's next piece. Um, it's been becoming more and more apparent. Okay. I need, I need to get that next book out. And there were times where I'm like, gosh, I just need to get this book done. And I'm like, well, Rick, you haven't even started it yet. So why are you putting the pressure on yourself to get the book done? You know? And over the last three years as the brand has begun to move and shift a little bit, and I still do my stuff with men coming out of the closet. And you know, I'm working with people in different ways of different closets and everything. I was like, gosh, this book, this book, this book. And it's just been in the last couple of months that as the brand came into a place where I can say, I can get behind this. I can fully stand behind this brand the same way I did when I was fully standing behind the brand of the coming out coach that I woke up a couple of weeks ago. And what I realized was now it's time for the book. I know what I can write now. But if I had done it a year ago or two years ago, it would not be what I believe it will be now. And that's not coming from ego. It's just, I know now I can go write this book and I don't have any intentions what it's going to become. I don't even know what it's actually going to be. I just know the purest essence of what I want to start with and we will see. But I think that's the beauty, as you've said, Sal, of allowing things to unfold and not being push, push, push. And I think so many people, not just us guys, but, you know, we're going to focus on men right now. We push so hard to make things happen when the best way to get there is to step back and be curious about what will unfold. Yes. Rick, you said it so beautifully. And that really is a great example of when you just allow things, they will unfold in just the right, perfect divine timing. Um, Mm -hmm. And, and uh, again, we, 
uh, unfortunately, you know, we, we, all of us grew up that in the first half of life, we were really encouraged to kind of make things happen. You know, we, we were encouraged to like, you got to go for it. You got to do this. And, you know, it, and it, those are all necessary in the first half of life. I think as Carl Jung really was getting at, we, we are trying to, in the first half of life, kind of create this container or, or, yep. or, or find our identity. Mm-hmm. Um, but now, you know, we've done that. Okay. Mm-hmm. And now we are at a stage in our life where we go, okay, what is my purpose for being? And that's exactly what happened with you, Rick. I mean, that's just mm-hmm. what you said. Once you allowed kind of your purpose to, to allow yourself to be kind of led by that purpose, then things unfold just perfectly. It's just in the right timing. We don't have to, we don't have to work so hard to make them happen. We just allow them to allow them to, uh, you know, unfold as they should. Yeah. And that's tough because of how we've all been conditioned. And I do say all is a yeah. generalization, but I do believe most of us as humans have been conditioned. We got to push. We got to know this. We got to have this. We got to do this. Da, da. And what we really need to do is we need to breathe and we need to trust and we need to allow the vulnerability to do what vulnerability is supposed to do, which is to really give us the faith that exactly what's supposed to happen is exactly what's happening in our life and just wrap our arms around it and love it with all the love we can. And then we'll be surprised yeah. by what transpires. So, so I'm curious. Yeah, Sal, that, yeah, yeah. I'm curious for you. What is something you love most about being in this mid stage of life? Uh, what I love so much is that I really feel uh, so much now that I am coming from a place of authenticity. I'm not mm-hmm. trying to be anybody other than who I really authentically am, uh, which I just think is such a great gift. I'm so uh, grounded in my truth and I'm speaking from my truth, uh, you know, for for really the first time ever in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I, I, I'm so grateful for that. I, I, I love that so much. And I think part of that is what you were talking about is I've allowed myself to be vulnerable, which I guess in the past I thought was a weakness. And then mm-hmm. I've come to mm-hmm. see that it really is a great strength. Yes. Um, so I, I, guess, I, I guess I really do. I feel, I feel real and I feel really strong mm-hmm. um, because I, 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 I am a, I'm just open. I'm open to possibilities. And I guess that makes me excited about life because I'm always like, oh, well, let's just see what happens next. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Well, I think we've shared what we came here to share, man. I think this was the perfect way to guide guys into really going, embrace this middle part of life, be vulnerable, be open. Don't be afraid to take whatever life is going to give you. I hate it when people say what life hands you. No, I think what life gives you is a much better way to look at this. And um, I love what you've shared with us today here on 40 Plus Real Men. And um, you're always such a joy to have. So thanks for being here, man. I so appreciate you, Sal. Oh, thank you so much, Rick. I'm so grateful. Thank you. That's a wrap for 40 Plus Real Men, Real Talk, where size doesn't matter. We drop our bullshit, get over our screwed up fears, make bold moves, and live life without apologies. Don't forget to join us on Facebook at 40 Plus Real Men Real Talk, where the conversations continue.